0: Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D.
1: My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment.
0: We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. all right guys we made it back did and we? yeah we're here we finally did because mm-hmm. i have committal issues mm. anyways uh <laughs> today we're going to talk about urinary incontinence urinary it's so incontinence. fun so fun and so. we're bringing it up mostly because and i think you know edwin you had a really good point we want to shine light on it mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of and, and i'm going to speak to f- the female population but it isn't It it's not uncommon to yeah. have Maybe not so much incontinence at the in the male realm, but it is something that uh, it can happen.
1: Uh, yeah, I think people, or women especially, right, are not, how can I say this? They're not actively trying to seek help for it. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, it's kind of, I don't know if you, I, I kind of relate it to pooping in school
0: oh like you don't do it like you
1: don't do it like you're just I mean, like I you, no but you were embarrassed <laughs> yeah, know you know you like mean. like i mean as a male too it's like i don't know like really no like really like you what? wouldn't go yeah like and it's like i don't poop right like it's the no same way. thing yeah i yeah. thought
0: men were like oh i took a major dump earlier bro
1: no i, I think that that's like when you get older but
0: oh uh, i guess like high the stalls, different.
1: you would look at them as like ooh, you would check their feet <laughs> like <"Ooh>, they're pooping <laughs> in school you, you know mean. like because you would see their shoes you know yeah yeah of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's kind of embarrassing to poop at school right and sure. that's why we taught as a kid or as a male right and I think it's kind of like how it's the same fe- on the female uh, side yeah and I, I think it's like <laughs> how females see right now anything with the pelvic floor right uh, my wife talks about it all the time and she okay. didn't understand it because she go to CrossFit and they have jump ropes and then they'd be like all right Everybody go pee. We have jump ropes today, you know. <laughs> and my wife would be like, "Why are they? Like I they don't need, get it. Why do they people need to go pee before?" And then it was for the women, because right. it's obviously very common uh, for that. women to have some sort of incontinence and pelvic floor sure. issues. But it's also seen as something that's normal at the same time. Like it's okay after you have a baby. This is what happens. Like uh, this is the this is me for the rest of my life, right?
0: exactly that's what people think mm-hmm. so i really quick and when you think when you talk about jump rope like let's just talk about the anatomy and we don't have to like dive into it deep but when it, this is how i explain it especially to my female athletes with the higher impact type stuff mm-hmm. that are like runners or gymnasts gymnasts you know are kind of they're not the ones that really deal with it because it's really a younger age population yeah, yeah. anyway but what i'm getting at is when you think of the pelvic floor i always describe it as a trampoline Mm -hmm. okay the part that is being jumped on that is the actual structure of you know the women's female part Mm -hmm. and then the springs on the side are the actual muscles that are keeping everything tight Mm -hmm. over time you can you notice that eventually the trampoline will start collapsing inward Mm -hmm. if you know the springs aren't being used or they you know just aren't used anymore Mm -hmm. uh or basically i said the same thing so that's how i like to explain the pelvic floor to females like if you're not actively trying to uh, contract your muscles appropriately it's eventually going to give and then you have what is called a prolapse right Mm -hmm. and when a prolapse basically the inner structures just fall fall out. out yeah yeah um, and there's degrees of it, but that's, you know, something that happens later on in life more mm-hmm. commonly when you're not actively lifting weights or contracting your pelvic floor mm-hmm. and there's ways to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's the anatomy of it, right? Just to kind of get and, and There's a lot of muscles that make up the pelvic yes, floor. There's so
1: many of them. A ton. Mm-hmm. And
0: also in the anal region, you have muscles there too. Mm-hmm. Right. So got to poop. Yeah, exactly. So when you, when we're going back to your scenario, right, you, you, you people joke about, like, I go to the restroom because the high impact can create some mm-hmm. version of leakage. Yeah. So. That's called? Urinary incontinence. Mm. Yeah, the inability, what was it? The lack of control. The lack of control. Mm-hmm. So, is no. a form
1: of incontinence? Would it be stress incontinence because mm-hmm.
0: of a stressful environment? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And then you have the urge urinary incontinence. So there's three types. Mm-hmm. I guess just talking. Just about talk it. about it. Yeah. So you already covered stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, the urge is a little bit more of a neurological approach mm-hmm. where you feel. It's exactly what it sounds like. You feel like you need to go void, or I'm sorry, use the mm-hmm. restroom. But then nothing happens. You can't. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that you would have to go see a doctor for, mm-hmm. uh, outside of us mm-hmm. or. And the other one has to deal with your anal region mm-hmm. uh, and that you can have anal incontinence as well. Mm. So lack of control. Uh, those are the three, but we're really just going to touch on stress. The ones mm. that we can actively, um, I mean, we can we can intervene with um, urge urinary incontinence. However, it is more... Uh, respon- the the actual s- diagnosis is more responsive to more internal type stuff, mm-hmm. medication, things along those lines. I I have been exposed to females that I have worked with that yeah. present with urge urinary incontinence, and dry needling has helped in terms of targeting the pelvic floor. I don't advise anyone who's not in advance advanced in dr- in trigger point dry needling to attempt their hand at it because mm-hmm. I mean, not even so much fear of puncturing any type of organ but understanding the anatomy and palpating appropriately and and working with the right mentor and stuff like that it took me a while to get comfortable with needling that region but it it can help yeah so we talked about the three Mm -hmm. and the one that we'll touch on a little bit more is a stress here incontinence. so
1: more common than people think right i very. mean if, i mean if you're in a CrossFit class and they're saying that it's obviously very common right like people know that this is gonna happen yeah right? exactly so, uh based on the study that you brought in today you mm-hmm. said how many and how many
0: yeah so i was re- trying to read up on a, a research article that came out this year actually actually ex- no august of 2021 uh, mm-hmm. July so still really recent it one in <clears throat> every two women that participate in some version of high impact high impact activity which mm-hmm. it kind of gives a general or a very vague description basically just constant impact i.e. running mm-hmm. I did mention gymnastics but that was it's very it's very seldom that you hear that yeah. unless it's postpartum then you're dealing something more structural um, but one in every two women experience some version of urinary incontinence yeah. and it, it, what it did speak to is postpartum mm-hmm. kind of what I mentioned So it's very common. And and that's kind of the biggest thing that we're trying to highlight here today is if you are experiencing urinary incontinence, a.k.a. leakage. It is pretty normal. It is normal. It's normal in the sense that That come talk to Yeah, Yeah. it happens. It happens. It's something that we, I'm not saying that, you know, I am an expert in it or, you know, I can't speak for you. Mm. I would say confidently he's not either. (laughs) But... (laughs) Um, you know, even with my exposure in, in during, you know, my, my, my experience in clinics, et cetera, I wouldn't sit here confidently saying I can take you through a detailed regimen to ensure that we get that leakage to minimize. Mm-hmm. I do understand. I, I've done it enough to be able to provide education and have some version of uh, treatment implement, implementation, but mm-hmm. it doesn't go as far as I would, as someone who is in fact a public floor expert. They're out, they're out there here in San Antonio. Yeah. So shout out to those who do it. It's super important.
1: Mm -hmm, most definitely we're saying it's normal in the sense that it happens but it's not normal to live with it bam bam thank you ma'am yeah Yeah. so there's ways to get help with it is what we're trying to say if you're suffering from it it's okay, but there's help out there. Um,
0: Bring up the conversation. We, I mean, we can be an advocate for you, mm-hmm. right? I, I personally don't have any hesitation to have that conversation and, and be more of a, like I said, an advocate, a tool to kind of help you get to where you need to be. It yeah. may be as simple as, hey, check out your insurance. They might have someone there that is a pelvic floor specialist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with all that in mind, when you're going through, you know, let's just talk a little bit about the treatment that we've been exposed to, even if it is something very minimal. Yeah. Right. Kegels Kegels is a really good way to do that. And being able to decipher between the two. Mm -hmm. Right. So the common myth is when you're in the restroom, when you're uh, using, when you're peeing and you stop the flow, that is a way to understand how to activate the muscles, but it's not but a it's good way.
1: Really. Yeah, it's not a good way.
0: Yeah, you don't want to stop the flow of urination. Yeah. It can create a, a, a UTI. And
1: infection. Yeah, yes. we
0: don't want to do that infection thing. Mm-hmm. So that is that is a way to kind of expose your muscles. And then one thing that I've already really made uh, a common implementation is is basically that same method. Like if you have no idea how to perform a Kegel, that would be the best way to start. Mm-hmm. or use the restroom, stop the flow of urination, and then you can actively feel those muscles engage. Now when you can get the sense of it, Mm -hmm. when you're sitting, I'm sorry, you want to progress from laying down, Mm -hmm. turning on, turning off those muscles.
1: And then to sitting.
0: Exactly. And then to standing. And then to standing. And then you progress to impact. Mm -hmm. But it's understanding how to turn on and off those muscles. So if that's something you you listeners out there are unsure of how to do, I personally have have that ability to palpate and I, I relate to actively see how to, mm-hmm. if it is in fact it being the muscles that make up your pelvic floor, how to turn on, how to turn off. Yeah. There is a way to see that. And, it, you know, again, seek out a pelvic floor specialist and they can tell you if you are or not. But mm-hmm. something really basic, pure recommendation, that is one way to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so that's something to we practice. Were,
1: um, we were, because we're about to have a baby.
0: I yeah. know, I uh,
1: and we, we've money? been doing classes. Uh, he's due July third. Oh my gosh, that's like tomorrow. Yeah, that's almost there. Do you, um, you have the crib? Sorry. sorry, sorry. Yeah, every crib, everything, everything's hand-me-down stuff. We didn't really? pay for anything. It's pretty cool. Lucky. Yeah,
0: it's probably nice too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's cool to like wait for all your friends to have babies.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then you're doing. Yeah, then, that's yeah. actually
1: pretty smart. Uh, and so we were, you know, we were in a class, and you know, they're teaching us like what to expect through birth, what positions help alleviate certain things or certain pains. And it's funny because as a PT, you always like are taught about Kegels and how to contract the pelvic floor, right? Like they teach you a method of how to like grab a blueberry or like pretend you're grabbing a blueberry with your bottom and then releasing it, right? Right. Well, in that class, when they were going to, with my wife, with it, my they were going through it with my wife, they had her sit on a, like, I mean, this beach ball was like maybe an eighth inflated, but you basically sit on it and and you kind of roll around in it. You kind of feel it get because you get more of a sense of your pelvic floor because of the air pocket. Sure, yeah. Know? And what they would do is like pretend you're grabbing a blueberry, but then now try and relax it completely. Right, and so that's how they prepare someone for birth. Now, if you think about it the other way, if you're having issues after postpartum, I was like, that's a good way to start. Think thinking about grabbing the blueberry and holding on to the blueberry. Interesting, yeah, because right? so, you do need
0: to be in a relaxed state to give birth. You don't yeah. want to, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so,
1: uh, so then at the same time, I think there has to be pre, well, uh, like before, pre-pregnancy or pre?
0: Yeah, pre- yeah. pre-pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: In, in order to have a baby then you have to learn how to relax right and then you teach yourself how to relax then you have to teach yourself how to contract
0: it's so crazy right and people are like and i say people females are like i, I really want to i, I want to experience having a kid and i respect it 110 percent. like i understand the desire to go through that because we are given that god-given ability to do that mm-hmm. but it's so much it's so demanding you know like it's and you'll never understand i potentially well maybe um, one day who knows uh but the thing is is like it's there's a lot that goes on and it's a conversation that can be that should be had if you are you know going back to what we're talking about if you are experiencing this leakage it's normal but come but make it a point to understand to that help. yeah to get some help it's I think normal that, but it's not normal yeah it's good yeah, way to put it. Normal, cool. but not normal, all right guys
1: well take it easy hope you enjoyed the talk on pelvic floor oh and males do have it too so you may have oh, some yeah, issues good highlight mm-hmm. all right guys
0: till next time Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. This is Dr. D. And
1: Dr. Serrano. Where Where you you come first. first.